0: mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply Bank of America and AM member FDSE Palmabet on the edge of the box oh it's a straight up screamer download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds great promos and same game multi at ParmaBet gamble responsibly for gambler's help call 1-800-858-858 for logbook servicing you can rely on you need to make the right choice you need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications for real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Uh, yesterday, Golf New Zealand and the Professional Golfers Association of New Zealand, otherwise known as the PGA, have entered a landmark agreement, uh, they say, marking an historic day for golf in Aotearoa. The agreement between the national body and the PGA will see an enhanced and cohesive approach to the delivery of services throughout the country great news for golfers it would seem but what does it mean how's it come about let's uh, get on the phone now to uh, Michael Glading of course uh, from the PGA Michael uh, one of the foremost uh, names in not just New Zealand sport but music as well Uh, these days of course applying his expertise to the golfing side of things a king golfer himself with a lot of connections within the industry Michael we've had you on the show before it was great it's uh, even better that we've got you back to talk about this fantastic agreement Uh, good morning to you you must be very pleased
1: yeah, thanks, Ian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I am actually. It's been uh, uh, like all these uh, well-hatched plans. has been a bit of. Uh, it's been a, quite a while in the making, um, but to actually see it finally out in the public arena. Uh, yeah, I'm very pleased to have got to this point. Thank you.
0: So, Michael, uh, just before we uh, get to the nuts and bolts of uh, of what it's going to mean, could you just briefly explain to people that are probably not aware of the difference between the PGA and Gulf New Zealand as bodies.
1: Sure, quite simply. Uh, golf New Zealand I guess uh, by, in, in the broader sense looks after the amateur game so it's everybody from you and I who, who join clubs uh, through to the uh, elite uh, amateurs that go off and represent New Zealand around the world. So they are responsible for the delivery of the game in its wider sense. The PGA is a far more narrow uh, band of brothers if you like uh, because, uh, and sisters because we look after the professional golfers So uh, and that uh, the professional golfers can be anybody from a coach uh, to the uh, person behind the counter in the, in the pro shop, uh, through to the uh, Luke Toomey's and Mark Brown's, if you like, who who are largely our domestic prof- playing professionals. So, so we're we're we are the organisation that look after the after the professional side of the game.
0: Okay, so uh, in essence, how's it going to work now? What's what's changed in the regard of uh, the operation of golf in New Zealand?
1: Well, the PGA in New Zealand is, is you know, certainly by world standards, uh, a fairly small organisation, um, and it really comes down to economies of scale. I've been on the board for three years now, um, and in, in that time, it's uh, I think as an organisation we very much stood still, and when you stand still in this world, you're going backwards. Um, and, and I think that uh, when, when, as a board, I guess when we looked at, uh, at our overall strategy and where we'd like to take the organisation, we lacked one thing and and it was a common uh, thing and that is resource and resources generally obviously mostly money and and, and in our case people um, you know we had we have some good plans good ideas we are very good at certain things including the education platform so if a young person uh, wants to form a career in golf through either becoming a golf coach or even uh, just working in the wider golfing industry uh, we have a three-year education platform which uh, we think is really Really world class. In fact, I know it's world class. So that's something we're very, very good at. But even in that area, we're sort of under resourced, and we have uh, two people who are full time in, in that role. But they're always uh, we're the growth of the game has seen more and more people wanting to get into the game, both at, both at the coaching level and at the participation level. And at the coaching level, again, we've only got two people who are doing the education. So it's a, I guess, a, you know, this whole move has been about actually taking our resources who have uh, expertise and then adding them to the resource of the national body and uh, it means uh, we continue to deliver, deliver our programs but if, uh, if our, if our uh, staff, if you like, need help uh, they've got a pool of people who will help them. So that, that's it in its broader sense. It's it's about mm-hmm. taking, a, uh, in, in, in one case, existing manpower and, and allowing them to have access to more resource and then, on the other hand, we're creating a, two new roles, um, which uh, which we also think are, are much needed. And that's all, I guess, part of that overall plan to, for the organization to keep moving forward. And it wasn't moving forward, and it wasn't moving forward because it didn't have access to resource. This gives the PGA access to enormous resource, being the national sporting body, which is uh, you know, very well run by Dean Murphy and his crew.
0: Uh, what people may not be aware Michael is uh, both of these uh, institutions, uh, Gulf New Zealand with various names over the years, uh, dates back to 1910, PGA dates back to 1913, they've been around for, in, in essence uh, for uh, around about 110 years each, so they have a history and a, a growing history as well to the extent now uh, where you say what, about 2,000 people are involved or uh, employed in the, in the golf industry in New Zealand?
1: Well, that's right, and, and, and as I say, the game is growing uh, and that opens up even more employment opportunities. So, yeah, it's a very viable industry and it's quite an interesting, you know, I just attended a, uh, an international meeting with uh, PGA from all around the world and, of course, at one end of the scale you have the PGA of America and I guess at the other end of the scale you have the PGA of New Zealand and, uh, you know, we have a staff of five and they have a staff of probably, I don't know, many thousands. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're all trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to grow the game. Um, and the game is growing dramatically, but we're trying to feed the growth of that game and, and to do that again, I keep going back to it, you need resource. I mean, in America, it's, it's obviously being such a, a, a large industry. Uh, you know, the, the employment opportunities, if you like, are, are enormous um, because the industry is so big. And, and uh, you know, at a smaller scale, that's happening in New Zealand as well. There are going to be more and more opportunities for more and more people to be involved in the game, whether, whether that's as a coach or whether that's as managing a club As clubs become more and more professional, and obviously, not every club in the country has got the capability of doing that, but many do. So, I think you know the the game. That's the encouraging part. We're operating in a global environment, which is showing a lot of growth. We've just got to make sure we have the capacity to grow with it.
0: Well, that is an interesting uh, point in itself, yourself that that you make about uh, the growth of the game, because. Uh, we see systems, um, as you mentioned, the PGA, where a lot of golfers come through a college system uh, as such. They're on scholarships, etc., like that. Very few opportunities for that exists for, for young golfers in New Zealand. Is, is that a, a possible pathway in terms of academies, et cetera, that we, we may see opening up at some point?
1: You you might have a little spy on my phone, I think, Ian, because I just had a meeting. Came out of a meeting this morning with Golf New Zealand about exactly that subject. Uh, so uh, I yeah, appreciate you tapping my phone like that because it, was, it is very much a subject for discussion. Uh, absolutely, I, I think that uh, you know that that's something that we see more and more of, and something that we believe under our new partnership uh, uh, situation that we that we can actually go to the point where people are really, you know, coming out of school if you like and saying I want to get a formal education and, and, and end up as a, as a golf manager or a, a, you know or, or even working in the retail side of the game or working in the other areas of the game as does, as you say that is happening overseas uh, in New Zealand because of our size generally we have to be you know, far more generalist than specialist but I do see that growth that you're talking about where you can become more of a specialist as, as time goes on that's certainly part of it and I think with the PGA board now I think now that we can now, that I guess, if you like, we're trying to put a structure in place that we can then start thinking more strategically along with the subject you just talked about, actually, OK, how do we now offer more opportunities uh, for young people who want to get into the game in, in, a, in, a, um, in an employment situation?
0: Michael, lots of uh, new innovations in that. Uh, they're all exciting, et cetera, but most of them require money, as you said, funding. Yep. Uh, where at the yep. moment... Uh, Do you rely heavily on from funding and what are the avenues that you're looking at there?
1: Well, you know, again, getting back to, I guess, the limitation of the New Zealand PGA as it, as it has stood so far as all our, really, the vast majority of our funding is just coming from membership fees. So, again, if I go back to why we look at making a change is because if we wanted to grow the game and we wanted to add to our capacity, at, under, our current, under the previous model, the only way we could do that was to increase the fees. And, you know, if you keep charging people more and more and more to become a, in a membership organisation, you, you end up losing people. Um, because of the e- economics of you know the world we're in, especially right now. So I, I think, uh, again, Ian, as a board, I think that that's a real challenge. It's always a challenge, right, is where you're going to grow, grow uh, your financial base from. But I guess all I can say is that at this point as a board, we recognise the need to actually widen our revenue base. And I think that this move, uh, it does give us access, again, to resource. It, it allows, for example, the commercial people who work with golf Zealand to actually put the PGA on their agenda. We're in the past, the two organisations have worked completely separately. So if there's a discussion with a sponsor, that sponsor might look at doing something, you know, in, in, at the grassroots part of the game, but it might also be interested in doing something in the professional part of the game. So I think, again, that combination of resource gives us more ability to generate more money. You're quite right. At the end of the day, that's what we have to do because this money doesn't yeah. grow on trees, unfortunately.
0: Massive uh, aspect, I've, I would imagine, of tourism in this country uh, are, are our visiting golfers as well. So I would imagine that when you talk have talks about anything going forward in golf, you have to uh, look at the, the visitor side of things as well.
1: Yeah, definitely, and I mean, I think to, to be fair to Golf NZ, that's something that they, you know, that that's something they've pushed very hard uh, under different government regimes. You've had different uh, different uh, focuses, I guess. You know, if we go back to uh, the government of sort of six, seven, eight years ago, there was a very strong government-backed drive on, on, on certain aspects of tourism, which included golf. Uh, that's sort of fallen away a bit of late, um, but as 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 I guess tourism, uh, bought in their infinite wisdom, have decided they're better off to to focus on culture rather than than uh, than some of our sporting activities. But I see a pendulum swinging back a bit. I think golf, indeed, have done a very good job in terms of lobbying to make sure golf is seen as a really important tourism. Uh, element and and I think it is from what I know it is back on that agenda, uh, and again it just opens up so many more opportunities because you know as you know, I also run the New Zealand Open and New Zealand Open is very much a a focal piece for for golf tourism and 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 we get a, we get what exposure we can around the world and that I do believe has an impact in, in attracting people to come and play golf in this country because unlike 20 years ago, we've now got some really great facilities. So, so, you know, again, all positive stuff, but you're right, it takes direction and it takes money and it takes, uh, even in this case, it takes, uh, you know, government commitments. And and I think that government commitment is starting to come back uh, finally.
0: I can't think of uh, a better four-day window of um, showing... Um, the beauties of Queenstown, etc., in that region, then uh, four days of golf coverage. To be perfectly honest, so uh, I hope, like hell uh, you're able to cash in on that in terms of the tourism department, um, Michael. You, you just mentioned, of course, that uh, you've been away talking with uh, officials from other PGAs around the world. A uh, dollar $1, one in shortening uh, the subject of live golf came up.
1: Not necessarily in that format, because again, ours was really uh, it, it wasn't it uh, wasn't a meeting with with. With the PGA Tour, it was rather with the PGA organisation, it those uh, might be hard again for listeners to really differentiate. but um, hopefully, you know, what I've talked about is 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 not, that is, isn't. Uh, it's more about the the vocational side of the game, if you like, rather than the tournament side of the game. But of course, the subject of lift golf is on every debate, and uh, quite. And I had other non-PGA meetings, if you like, when I was when I was away, and and, and uh, there wasn't uh, the, the word lift golf was um, probably in every single conversation without exception so it's a very hot topic uh, as you can imagine uh, around the world right now
0: So uh, can I ask you this question and I, I imagine a lot of people have thought about this If, say because of the uh, these people that go to live golf who have signed contracts with Greg Norman etc to go there of course their their opportunities to play around the world diminish because of that but it does open up windows because of the, the tournaments they can't play all of a sudden one of which might be The New Zealand Golf Open as such Uh, what would you do if if, or would you even consider having players from live golf um, if they wanted to come to New Zealand uh, play golf, have a bit of a breather uh, get away from the spotlight as such and play in your tournament, what, what would your attitude be or have you even thought about that
1: uh, yeah, we've definitely thought about it. I, 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 think, I think um a fence-sitting in this particular case is probably really the right right thing to do, dare I say it, which are, mm-hmm. and, and if you know me well, you know that the last thing I normally am is a fence-sitter. I tend to be black or white, most of my wife's chagrin. But uh, I think in this case, you know, we, we are everything, everybody who's not day-to-day involved in it is really hoping will, it will it will reach some sort of slash settlement slash level. Right now, it's a very toxic discussion. And, look, we have a very good relationship, for example, which, I have to say, was uh, built through Golf NZ with the Royal and Ancient. And, as you know, if you may recall last year, we, we, we were actually granted some spots, uh, qualifying spots, for the British Open. Um, we're trying to keep that back on the table. And if we were to do, if we were to take uh, live golf players, uh, that would be off the table, I'm sure. So, um, so look, I, I, I think it's one of those things where, where there are certain things in life. It's great to be, the, you know, the first cab off the rank because you, 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 know, you win the race. Sometimes being a later cab off the rank is probably the right thing to do. And I think that might be this case.
0: Okay, Michael, um, I'm sure we'll uh, have uh, a great uh, reason to ring you again uh, when some more decisions around that are made. And and honestly, as we're getting uh, to the second half, into the second half of the year, we certainly want to talk to you more about um, your tournament coming up as well. So, hey, thanks for enlightening us uh, on this new development. Very, very very exciting news and uh, terrific for golf all round, which at the end of the day is the main reason for it. Cheers and thanks for your time. Travel safe.